0: People, how are you doing? Welcome to TV.com and the Black Boss channel. I'm uh, simulcasted in two places, and uh, you guys know that uh, we come in here, we have intelligent, uh, intelligent uh, black people on this platform all the time, uh, just uh, smart brothers and sisters that are doing amazing things. And so <clears throat> today, uh, I have a special guest uh, that is uh, that's doing really great stuff in the community, doing great stuff in his family. Uh, really representing uh, fatherhood, manhood, and and, uh, intelligent black people in a great way. His name's Bernard Hardy. Uh, Bernard, uh, he actually uh, is a rapper uh, that goes by the name of Big Nard. Uh, Big Nard out of the Bronx, and uh, he's a a real cool brother, very smart guy. And so I want to ask my brother, how you doing today, man? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Pleasure to be here. Hey, brother, the pleasure's on mine. The pleasure's on mine. Everybody that's coming in, uh, give a greeting to uh, my brother Big Nard. Everybody type Big Nard in the chat. V i g n a r d uh, and uh, and we're gonna and, and I'm gonna tell you why I invited, um, you know, uh, why I invited this brother into the platform. And uh, some of you may see that I actually misspelled the title. I said how how a dedicated father rapper his daughter his infant daughter to read, and I should have put the word taught in there. So reading is fundamental. So I should have been proofreading my own shit. But I, <laughs> but, I, but anyway, the reason I brought in uh, uh, my brother Bernard, a.k.a. Big Nard, is because uh, I, I met Bernard actually online. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. And uh, he was telling me this great story about what he was doing with his daughter and how he's, he's he's gotten his daughter reading like in a matter of months. Like She's a few months old, three months old, three, four months old, and the little girl starts reading and all this other stuff. And uh, a lot of you may know, give me a yes or no in the chat if you're aware, that a child's uh, psychological development, that a lot of their intellect is developed, like in the first, like three, four years of their life. Did you guys know that? Give me a yes or no if you knew that. So what you do with your kids at an early age plays out for the rest of their life. So I was so fascinated by this story, and also uh, he has, he actually is an artist that has some great music. So I said, hey man, why don't you come on the podcast and we can chop it up? So uh, I'm gonna quit doing all my yapping. And first of all, uh, I want to ask, uh, start off with asking Bernard, aka Big Nard, uh, where are you from, man? Like, tell tell us about your background.
1: All right, so I grew up in Hackensack, New Jersey, and um, grew up on we call it the BRICS 230 Central Avenue, and that that's pretty much where I grew up. My background is um, I do um, computers, like some of the things I like is computers, so infrastructure, technology, like VMware, Cisco, Microsoft, Linux, so I'm an infrastructure engineer, but also I'm technical, and then I got the artistic side, because my mom actually played the piano. She was a professional piano player. And the funny thing is I just, I didn't know. I just found her on Spotify. I look, just looked her up because I was coming on and you was talking about the music and my mom, Grace Gospel Singers. And I looked it up and she showed up. It said, her maiden, her maiden name is Finney. So it's Barbara Finney. And it just blew my mind. So my mom and me and my mom are on Spotify. And I didn't know, my mom passed it right before the Twin Towers. So oh, wow. uh, in 2000, oh, yeah, 2001. Man. Yeah, so to, that was like a big, exciting thing to see that. Thanks to this, I didn't think to do that, but when I was running it, I was thinking about my mom telling you that I got the my music talent came from my mom, and then my engineering came from my father,
0: so. Wow, yeah, my, wow. Now now, what's your, what's your mother's name, what's your father's name?
1: Yeah, so my mother's Barbara May Finney, and Barbara May Finney Hardy, that's her maiden name, but Barbara Hardy, and then my father's William Hardy, and my father was in the funeral business, so mm. um, you know, we've been around <laughs> a lot of interesting uh situations.
0: <laughs> all right. So uh so uh, in the funeral business. All right. So, well uh oh, yeah, oh sorry, around. bro. Sorry, man. Sorry, I I I hit another button open and uh <laughs> that's why you're hearing yourself echo, my bad. Uh wow, man. So uh I, I I say to your mama, man, that's pretty cool. That's uh that's pretty awesome to hear and, and your father too. So Uh, Okay, so you mentioned musician and uh, and also you said your your uh, technology engineering background that came from your father. Uh, So uh, so you're so you're deep in the computer thing. So computers are kind of like is that like a first love for you or how would you end up in that field?
1: Yeah, so the the computer field with my father, my father was in the Navy. And so we grew up in the projects, 230 Central Avenue. And I was one of the only kids with a computer. My father bought a computer. So it was an Atari computer. So it's not like this massive high-end computer but it was Atari computer at the time and I was a little kid so you know he tried to hide it I found it you know kid we searching around I found it and he got pissed act like he took it off I guess that increased my me wanting to know it more because he took it away but he brought it back I started playing with it but I was at such a young age I was in elementary school when he did it so you know I was one of the only people in the neighborhood with a computer and so since it started at that point I took a liking to it and throughout my school it was always into the uh, computer field. I even wrote in my high school, I mean, my elementary school uh, uh, yearbook that I wanted to be a computer operator. So back then, I knew that this was my path without knowing. Uh, and the funny thing is about it is I didn't even know because in my neighborhood, where we, I, just, I was thinking about lifting boxes and I didn't realize I had all this computer knowledge. So I didn't even understand how to apply it because I didn't have a direct transfer of how to apply it and realize how valuable the technology was. So I was doing shipping and receiving. And then what started that my career is I was doing shipping and receiving for a a company called Computer City, been out of business. And what happened is when I walk on the floor, I'm packaging. And when I push the packages onto the floor, people stop me and ask me questions. And then I I would answer their questions. So then finally, what wound up happening is people would come and ask specifically for me because I give you the real, I'm not trying, I'm not a salesperson. So I'm telling you how to save money because I don't have the money. So I'm trying to. I tell people, you don't need this, get this. Instead of getting that, this will do more than what you expected. And then they'd be like, yeah, and next thing you know, I had uh, so many people coming back that the shipping and receiving, the sales guy came to the shipping and receiving manager and said, listen, Bernard is, um, you got a lot of people asking for Bernard, is it possible we could transfer him into sales? And then the shipping mm. and receiving, he's like, Bernard, he don't know nothing about computers. And then he said, then that, that's what started it. From there, I came onto the sales floor and I was working and that's, that's what started my career in um, IT. And that oh, was wow. that was in 1993. I'm 47, by the way. So that was in
0: 1993. Wow. Okay. So at that time, and, you know, when you started your career in IT, were you already uh, doing music? Were you already a rapper or were, yes. was there something to come along down the line?
1: Yeah. I, I, I consider a, a, a music artist because I just, I do any, I do all types of music, but rap is my, my main focus. Like I, I started out rapping. Um, so mm-hmm. it was my official rap, it was about 14 years old when I started officially, because somebody asked me to do a song, and so I was just rapping on it on a street, we on a corner, and we would just be just rapping. It was just a thing, not thinking of making a song. It was just rapping, and back then, you know, this is the infant stages of um, hip hop. So I was rapping back then, and then when somebody asked me to do a a, rock, a song, and they'll they'll get it out. The guy was lying, which I'm I'm happy that he <laughs> that he did it. Uh, it, it actually got me to do a song, and I had a couple of friends help me. Like, I had a couple of friends help me write it, uh, and that was um, that's where that my rap career came off. And
0: wow, wow, that, that's really cool, man. Uh, by the way, everybody, I'm speaking to uh, Mr. Bernard Hardy, aka Big Nard. Uh, Big Nard is a uh, is a hip hop artist out of the Bronx, but he's not just a hip hop artist. He's also wait, did I say that wrong? I'm
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Hackensack, New Jersey. I say, yo, I big Bronx, up to the Bronx, New York. Why What is it? Tell me where Bronx came from. Where, 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 yeah, where, where it's probably because Bronx of Call of Duty. When we played Call of Duty, the dude from the Bronx that was playing with us, oh, <laughs> you probably associated yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Me and him were vibing. That's why you was like, yo, this yeah, guy's yeah, from the Bronx. Yeah, to the Bronx, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the Bronx
0: from? You know what? I know what it was. Because we were talking, we were, we were we were playing Call of Duty, and, and you mentioned Benny Blanco from the Bronx. Oh, that was I got you, I got you, I I guess that's still in my brain, uh, Benny, <laughs> Benny Blanco. Okay, so not <laughs> Benny Blanco from the Bronx. Uh, this is Bernard Hardy from Hackensack, and uh Bernard is uh, there. Is three things about uh, Bernard that stand out, now and I, I want to kind of drill into these. And, I, and I'm going to drill into actually uh the, the most, the biggest one, uh the one that just really blew me away. All of them are, are impressive, but the one that blew me away was, the th- was your daughter. But but Bernard, basically, uh, he's not just a hip-hop artist. He's a great artist. You, you should really check out his music. I'm going to put his website on the page in a minute. But also, uh, you are into IT, which I think is cool because a lot of our people don't get exposed to uh, things like that, which, you know, there's so much money being made there. And then three, uh, Bernard is really, really working hard with his daughter. And I want everybody to hear this uh, because, you know, give me a yes or no if you know what I'm talking about when I say... We gotta educate our own kids. Give me a yes in the chat if you understand when I tell you guys. You know our Black core three: educate our own children, create our own jobs, support Black business. Give me a yes in the chat if you understand why you can't be letting these white people educate your kids. <laughs> like, like they are, they are qualified to fuck them up. Like, just, just know this. I'm, I'm gonna just keep it 100 with you guys. They are only qualified to mess your kids up. But there's no disrespect to uh, anybody else. It's not anti anybody. But the Jewish community, for example, the, their best and brightest are educated by their own people. With Asian, the Asian community, their best and brightest are educated by, by their own people. We cannot be that one group that thinks that we can send our children to their oppressors and expect them to be prepared to be successful in fighting oppression. Like Why, how, why, why would your oppressors teach you how to fight oppression? That don't even make no sense. Right? So let, let's talk about your daughter, man. Uh, first of all, what is your daughter's name? I, I want to honor that.
1: Yeah, my daughter' name is Brianna.
0: Brianna, all right, all right. So, little Brianna is how old now? She just turned three on Sunday. Okay, she so she just turned three on Sunday. Everybody say happy birthday, Brianna. Everybody say happy. How do you, you know, how do you spell it? Spell it. So, everybody oh, B
1: R I A N N A.
0: B R I A N N A. So everybody say happy birthday, Brianna. Uh, so we can give this little queen love. All right. So you have you did something that was really cool, and uh, I'm sure there's lots of parents who've done similar stuff, but I think every parent needs to hear about this. You got your daughter reading. Before a lot of kids can even walk, talk, or anything, like tell, tell us about that. Yeah, so so what happened, it started as a, it was a friend,
1: and uh, at IT working at a, a company, he he had a program that he told me about with his daughter. And I didn't have any kids or anything, but he was just telling me about it. And he said my daughter could read, and I was like, okay, you know. And then he actually showed a video, and when I saw it, I was like, what the? It, it blew my mind because I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, yo, she's actually reading. She, she had to be like, she wasn't two years old, I, but I can't, I'm not exact. So I don't want to throw the wrong numbers out, but she was r- around two years old and she was reading like very ex- extremely well. So it threw me off. And I said, yo how'd you do that? And he said he had this program called my baby can learn. And at the time it was called my baby can read. And if for some reason the guy got sued and all this other stuff, and they said the the kids couldn't, they couldn't, under, one thing parent complained that the kids couldn't understand the word. And for me, I'm like, who cares if they could read you're not going to understand what you every word you read even adults sometimes read words that we don't understand so to me that was weird but i know how people you know they they complain about stuff so he got they they canceled it i guess they they canceled it discontinued it he got sued and then it came back so my brother it actually started with my brother so my brother when i was telling you Wild bill um billy uh (laughs) my brother my, yeah. my neighbor
0: shout out shout out to Wild Bill. That's the brother you said they went to my event, right? Yeah, yes, you know, yes, okay. yes, yes. When we first met, I remember you mentioned your brother. So shout out to your brother. Go go ahead, man. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: so so my brother, my nephew William, uh William Jr., he um my brother had a baby. So the first thing that came to my mind, I was like, you know what? <laughs> Let me get this program that that my friend showed me. And I told my brother, I said, Listen, whatever you do, I know this works. So I want you to do this. And trust me, this is the most important thing you could do. I, I just said, take my word for it, because I saw, I saw what it did to my friend's daughter. And then it actually worked. My, I guess by two and, a half, two and a half, about two and a half, my nephew, he was, able to, um, he was actually able to read. And, and, and it started, we was in the park. I didn't know he could actually read the way he could read. So I was, we was in the park, and we're sitting there, and he just yelled, pizza. And I'm like, what makes you think of pizza? And when I looked up, there was an airplane, you know, with the banner. I don't know the name of the pizza, but whoever got Billy Bob pizza, it was like whatever pizza. And I looked and I said, Did, do you think he read pizza? Cause I'm looking and I said, there's no way that that's a coincidence. And then that's when my brother and his wife was like, man, he's been reading. And I knew he could read, but I didn't know he could read like that. So they started writing the word gorilla on her. She had a blackberry at the time. She wrote the word gorilla and said, Hey, what's this? And he said, gorilla. And I'm like, Yo, that's a that's a pretty big word, man. And and it was working. So so you know, shout out to my brother and his wife. They they started the whole thing. So now I got my nephew as proof. And then the one thing that sealed the, the deal is we was in Staples, and I was like, hey, you know what? You can read. I'm looking for paper. Show me, just point to where you see paper. Whenever you see the word paper, you point to it, you tell me how to get there. It's like a little game I was playing with. So he shows me the paper, we walk down the hall we get to we walk to the paper aisle i pick up the paper just i randomly picked up a uh a pack of paper and i said what does that say and he said black carbon fiber i mean black carbon paper i was like yo hold up man I Wait, asked how, how, he, how, how, old, how old was he when he did he this? was about three i
0: guess at that time he was like three little around the three okay. age i i i need to interrupt is everybody hearing this i mean are y'all hearing this like process this for a minute right i need y'all to process this like we're because we got to slow do some of this in slow motion because i think we got to kind of meditate on this shit for a minute right quick you let you have a community that that that's really struggling right like your community you you know we talk about being oppressed being left behind economically kids not getting educated you know we're sending all our kids off to these (laughs) these foreigners from (laughs) these people from other other uh, communities that you know the from the suburbs educating our kids and they're messing it up right i'm in chicago we got 18 year olds can't read like the literacy rate amongst the like 17 18 year olds is like inc- incredibly low give me a yes if you've seen this right like so so here you're talking about now how so i'm sorry how old was your nephew again say it again I apologize. He, was, he was around at that time that he read the black carpet the black carbon paper he was about three years old okay so he had a nephew that was three that could read the words black carbon paper there there's there's a lot of 14 year olds like going to school every day you know, like, think, think about it. they know they know all the like latest dances like they know the Cardi B like lyrics. You know what I mean? Like they, they can dribble basketballs and throw footballs. But if you literally if you if you put a gun to their head and say, read black carbon paper or it's going to cost you your life. Some of those kids might not live to the next day. Right. No, not to make it gruesome, but see, like to literally save their own life. Some of these kids couldn't read something as simple as black carbon paper. And I really just kind of think we got to process this because it just it helps us understand i'm not even advocating for this product i don't even know the people who made this product you, you can yeah. get i'm sure there's others out there whatever i'm just talking about the fact that there's solutions out here and there are people in the community particularly strong fathers like this brother who are taking the lead in that right so i want you to keep telling your story man but i had to I, i'm so impressed with what you're saying that i was like okay let me just kind of let's really like analyze what what's being said right here let's not just gloss over it like but go ahead man go ahead please
1: yeah. So, so, so that's what happened. So obviously when my, my daughter, so my, my brother, cause I, he didn't start as, as early. So as soon as my daughter was born, that was, I was, I was waiting to get her in front of this. So I started at when she was three months old. That's when I started. So she can't talk. She can't. So the whole time when I was doing it, you don't, I don't, I don't think she, I don't know if she's learning anything cause she can't talk. Right. So she just, <laughs> she's going about a business and, uh, but I would continuously do it because I know it worked. And I said, you know what? if I started earlier and let's see what happens. It was basically, that's how it, that's how it went about when she got about eight months old, she started following what the words were and doing the gestures. And, and I saw for me, and you know, I'm looking and me, I'm, I'm analytical. I'm an IT guy. So, you know, if you show me something, you got to show me that it's real. So when my daughter was doing, I said, man, she must be memorizing this. And she would know the words in, and I was just going, if she just looking at the words, so I would change up the words and write it myself. And then she started to read my handwriting. So I'm like, wait a minute, my hand, my, I got chicken scratch, just so you know. So you know you know how people say doctors got, like, got the terrible handwriting, I would be a doctor because my handwriting is terrible. And my daughter read my handwriting and she read it. So I'm like, so not only is she just looking at the, the text or the typeface, she understands that this C that doesn't look like the C that she's been looking at is C so she knew how to distinguish each letter, yeah. And that that's eight months old. But she remember she's not really tall. She's not talking and stuff like that. But she could react. So I'm watching her reaction. So like in this video, and and it's like your baby can learn. And I'm not I'm not advocating either. I'm not connected to it. There's no I'm not advocating specifically this program. But I'm telling you I know this one. This is the one that I know. So that's why I'm talking in regards to this. The one that I know. Um, mm-hmm. But the the way the way she When I was watching her, I noticed that she's picking it up and she would do the gesture. So if it says clap, she started doing the clapping. And then all of the action words, touch your nose, she would touch your ear, but she's trying to touch something, like her ear. And so I'm like, wow, like, this is interesting. So then I would just mix it up. So by the time she was a year, that's when I started realizing she's putting this, she's actually putting it together. And, and what happened is, and it's not like it's something that I was doing on a regimen, like at this time, and I wasn't pushing it down her throat. It was, and the funny thing about it is there was no, she, she likes it, it's a, it was a video, so it started out as a video. So she liked the video. And then what it does is it has a word and a little arrow goes as it says the word and it does, and it changes the fonts. And then I'll show a little picture of a kid playing a ball if the word is ball. And it runs it runs the system like that and just goes through a, a series of words. and then. I didn't realize she's picking it up, and then she knew that reading is from uh, left to right. So I'm saying, wow, my daughter's picking this up. And what, like I said, about a year is when I started really understanding, because as she started to understand the words, she started to recognize that some words are, you could tell her, she could tell her this word, like she'll get it mixed up if it's similar, but she could see that, that these words are similar. And this is just her not talking yet. And then wow. the first, the first instance, I think it's about a, about a year, about a year and a half is when she started saying words. Like she said, her first word was duck. So she was able to say duck at about a year and a half. But then, that's when this, the the clap came up, and then she'll start actually saying the words. So from that point on, all of the stuff that she was watching back then, it, and it's weird because it, it actually teaches her grammar. So to give an example she could tell the difference between time and Tim and oh, wow. yeah. So it's not like, it's like, and, and I don't know if, if you, if you didn't mention, but what happened is what I did for Dr. Boyce is I had my daughter read
0: mm-hmm. the,
1: and just so he knows that it's official, he did a, a, a it, you did a video and mm-hmm. what I did is I had her read the title of the video. So this is where, you know, that she read that video and that title, yeah. and she said she didn't know your name or anything. She read your name, pretty.
0: What did you think? Oh, I was impressed. I, I heard a, I heard, I heard a stock market, <laughs> and I, yeah, it wasn't no simple title either, man. I mean, it was, um, it was really cool and impressive. And, uh, and, and by the way, everybody, if you, if you just came in, I'm speaking with Bernard Hardy, uh, AKA Big Nard. Uh, he's a rapper out of uh, out of New Jersey. And he's also a great dad. Uh, he's uh, an expert at IT and just a cool dude. And he's he's also uh, fun to play uh, Call of Duty with. In case you guys know, um, I ha- I've been on my little journey where I jumped into uh, Call of Duty for fun. And I met some real interesting, uh, interesting black folks that are B1 all the way. And I just uh, was so impressed with this this father that I said, you know, I'd love to have this brother on just to talk about this. Uh, and and so, uh, do me a favor, everybody hit the thumbs up button, hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. And, uh, and I want you to really kind of understand, you know, and and we're going to continue this conversation, but I really want you to process this because I want you to never, ever think that there are not solutions out there that can put your kids ahead. You know, like this is going to make a difference for, for your daughter, man. I'm talking to you and everybody else, but, but like what I'm hearing is something that is, is, is just revolutionary for your daughter. You know, the fact that she, Is already like not just reading, but she's loving it, you know. So that this is the type of child that gets to where she's six and she's, you know, in the first grade and she's just reading every book she can get her hands on because she doesn't know, you know, she's not, you know, they, uh, what's that that song when they said uh, a child is born with no state of mind, blind to the ways of mankind, right? So she doesn't know about the anti intellectualism that plagues our community, she doesn't know about the people that are. You know that that somehow think that being smart <clears throat> is 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 bad, right? Like like she's she knows right now that reading is fun. That it's fun to be smart. And, and you and I were talking about that, now and, and we were talking about the importance of of really making sure like her confidence or her self esteem is at an all time high, so that when she's finally exposed to the world and realizes that the rest of the world didn't have a great father like you that was exposing her to these things early, that she can take the lead. She'll be the leader, not the follower you know, cause I don't know if you know this, man, but you know, cause you're, you're in the hip hop music space. So you know what I'm talking about? You get a lot of smart people. You have a lot of smart black people who pretend to be dumb so they can fit in. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Has anybody else seen that where you, you will see like the most brilliant black person who literally will hide their intelligence. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be too smart. Cause cause I don't, I don't want them to think I'm that I'm, uh, that I'm uppity. I'm trying to be white, you know? And it's like, man, to hell with that. Like You better be as smart as you need to be because they're, they're trying to oppress you. They're, they're trying to take everything away from you. They're trying to pull the okey-doke on you every day. So if you can't play chess and and you only and you barely know how to play checkers, you're going to get played every time. So can you talk about that in terms of just your thoughts as a father on developing your daughter in all the other areas? So that when she goes into the world, she has all this intelligence, you know. And and from what I know about you, your daughter probably own she probably owns shares of stock when she's like four or five years old. She'll be talking about things that a lot of forty year olds ain't, ain't ready for yet. So so how are you preparing her for that? You know, as a as a human being uh, beyond uh, the intellectual side of who she is.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and like you said, that's why I asked you that question because I was I was uh, as a concern of mine because you know I know that just from an IT perspective, like so sometimes. People don't even know that I do IT because I, I normally don't really have conversations about it. So in fact, like, so a lot of people who know me that is seeing this video, some of them might, some of them might say, oh man, I didn't know he was uh, an IT professional. Uh, so because at certain points, I wouldn't talk about it. It's almost like, like I said, I do all kinds of music, right? So sometimes because of environments and certain things, the way we're programmed, I wouldn't play, uh, like I listen to jazz, but you know, sometimes I throw a like me and my people will throw on like a a rock song that I like, right? But what happens is you can't pump a rock song <laughs> with your windows down, blasting in the summer, and in and cruising because then it it, you, it just has a, a different type of uh a thing. And, and a lot of times people take and like you said intelligence. Some people take things and then use it as oh man, that's a weakness, and it sounds kind of kind of sounds crazy, but. You, you tend to, it's like intelligence is soft uh, in a sense. So what happens is don't realize that that intelligence is actually a strength and it's a super strength and it allows you to navigate a lot easier and a lot better because, in fact, like that's, that's pretty much why I was into IT I was, because I had this, informa- this information, this knowledge that I was blessed to get because that was a blessing because, again, my mindset was sh- shipping and receiving. I knew all this computer stuff. But my programming was shipping and con- uh, receiving. So I would have continued shipping and receiving had I not got fortunate to get an opportunity to get into the sales floor. So that manager that put me on a sales floor, it changed. When I went from that door from shipping into sales, my mind shifted as well. And it and it changed the way I think. Took a long time though, so it's not like a process. My mind it was, I had a lot of corruption in my mind. But it took a while for me to get to that point where I started to understand the importance. So navigating for my daughter I'm saying I wasn't read. I didn't like reading the funny thing about it is I didn't like reading and the way I learned to read was I used to like martial arts like Bruce Lee so I would go to this bookstore watch look at the martial arts books sit down there and then I saw these Filipino kids the whole group of them and they were hanging out by the bookstore they were like excited so I'm sitting there looking at the books and I'm looking over at them and I'm like what the hell is so excited over there? So when they left, I walked over and started looking to see what they were looking at, and it was just like these action books. And when I did it, there was a book back then. It was like an adventure story, but it was a martial. It had ninjas, and it was like a IT guy, like a computer, like a like a CIA, James Bond type guy. And when I looked at it, it had code. So you 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 had a computer code in it. So I, I was like, whoa, this is cool. So that had me interested because. It allowed. It pulled me into reading because you read the story, and then there's a you got to type this code in your computer, and then the input will give you the answer to part of the yeah. book, and then you read on. So whoever, shout out to whoever made that book because that book made got me into reading. So that's wow. where the whole for me, that's where reading came from. So I already understood I, I could read, but it's just that reading wasn't something that I was pursuing uh, readily, and that changed the way it happened. So that's when. I, that's what got my excitement when my friend showed me his daughter reading because I understood. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow!" I saw the power of it, even though I didn't have a child. I was and I and this thing I tell everybody this. So this story I try to tell people, and I and I be pushing. In fact, I'm gonna just jump in. I don't want to go all over the place, but I have a mechanic. Just to throw this out there, he has a son who because he, he he met my daughter, and then he's like, "What?" Like he was just blown away. But his son is a little older than my daughter, so. His son wasn't really talking. It wasn't really reading. So when I showed him, I said, "Listen, this is what you should do." And trust me, that he, I tell his, I tell him like a hundred times. And, and I, me, I'm aggressive, man. So I'll just, if I see something, I'm so passionate about it, and I and I see a problem, I'm gonna push it. I'm gonna push it on you. And you know, that's that's just me. So I kept pushing it, and I said, "Listen, man, you messing up. You heard me when I did it with Gmac."
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So
1: when you, <laughs> that's how I do it. So then finally, I said, "Listen, your son's autistic." I, said, but I said, And I'm thinking that he's gonna have a, a confidence issue because people know that there may be, he might not fit in with the other people. But I said, what might happen is give him the opportunity to read. I said, you got nothing to lose. I said, try the program. If it doesn't work, then you have nothing to lose, but you have so much more to gain. That's why I kept pushing him. So then finally he went and got it. And then I talked to him like a couple of weeks ago and he said, his son, can actually read. Now he found out that his son is autistic, and like he can't really talk, but he can read. And by reading, he knows because the same way my daughter couldn't talk, I knew she could read. So I didn't get into the specifics with him, but I know when he said it, I knew exactly that. When he knows his son can read, even though his son can't talk, because you don't need to talk mm. to know how to read.
0: So mm, right.
1: Um, so that right there, he's autistic. And, I, and like I said, I wish he would have. Wow. I, I wish he would have did it like a year ago when I kept pressing it. But better than never If you i'm saying if you let's say you think it's not it's never too late let's just put it that way right so i don't care how old they are and and i don't know like again i'm not a i'm not a um I'm a professional i'm not in regards to telling people what reading works but i'm saying if it can work for my daughter if anybody out there that's listening to me and you can't read and you know you can't read then you could actually on the side start <laughs> doing the same process it might work i don't know i'm just throwing it out there because i know Um, that there's probably people who can't read that's afraid to say they can't read because Mm. there's a, I guess there's a, it is also, if you're too intelligent, then what happens is it becomes a a problem. And if you're not intelligent enough, it becomes a problem. Mm. So, you know, you kind of got to be at a certain point where if you're not in that sweet spot and it makes it really tough where a person that can't read might want to hide it just like a person who, like when sometimes I was hiding that I'm an IT dude, because yeah. it has that probably has that same thing. Again, I'm not an expert. I'm just telling you from my perspective that I'd say if you can't read and you hear this and you know you can't read, I I would say go ahead and um try it. Yeah. Uh, learn how to read on your own with YouTube or something. If you're afraid to show somebody cuz you can learn. My daughter did it. And so you know, mm. I know any everybody can do it. And, and my daughter is not some special genius that that was able to, you know, she was born with this specific ability to to read this is just and i saw with my nephew the autistic my my friend the mechanic his son so and his son's autistic right so not not in a sense that but i'm saying he already yeah, he, i guess the, the attention aspects is it would be difficult for him and he did it so if i would say anybody could do it that, that's yeah. the point i don't want to keep overrunning but anyone yeah. could do it
0: well, you know, um I, I think that that's uh that what you're talking about is um it's important. And I and I I I wish you know I, I wish that we could uh you know just kind of get past all this nonsense that that taught our kids that it was cool to be stupid anyway. Like there ain't nothing cool about not being educated, you know, and and the fact that we label ourselves, you know, as as the niggas in the room you know, like we call ourselves that, you know what I mean? Like we, you know what I mean? Like they ain't got to call us the N word. We call ourselves that. Right. And, and we, and, and, and when you call yourself something, you, you kind of behave the way you think that person's going to behave. Like you, you play the part. Right. So as much as we want to act like it's just the, you know, somebody else's oppression that keeps us where we're at, we got to realize that, you know, we are oppressors too. We oppress ourselves. Right. And I, and I think, so I think that it's, um, I mean, you just notice, for example, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, let's say this video that we're doing gets, you know, 5,000 views or what, 10,000 or something like that. If I was talking to like some rapper that could barely spell his mama's name, you know, but he's famous enough because white people put him on TV, the video would have a, half a million views, right? You know, and, and they say that, you know, that your, your power to manifest the God in you manifest whatever you put energy into. So if you're going to put just, a little bit of energy into the guy that's teaching you how to set your kids on a trajectory that's going to make them successful, but you're putting all your energy into, uh, the guy that's teaching you your kids how to self-destruct, then you're putting energy into your own self-destruction. You are praying for your own genocide. And, uh, and I'm just asking everybody in the room to understand this, that, you know, this is a deep statement. A lot of people won't get it, but you got to stop praying for your own self-destruction. <laughs> you can't do that. Right. So by the way, um, uh, Bernard, as you can tell, is a, is a great storyteller and he happens to be an author. And uh, the website for his book, uh, G is, is right here. It's go, go TA. That's it, right? Yeah. Yep, yep, right yep, God, God. God. Tell us about that, man. Uh, and, and then I I want people to hear a little bit more from you as a, a rapper. You said you would do a verse for us, but, but before yeah. we get into that, it's it, so it's real fascinating. You know, you, your mind's creative. You do a lot of interesting stuff. So tell us about your book, Goldier. What, 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 what's this? It's a, a it's like a sci-fi type thing
1: correct 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 sci-fi you know the geek its the geeky side so it's um sci-fi interdimensional epic uh now what happened is it it stemmed from the the, the lessons for the children But my friend wanted me to teach the the kids um, about it it turned into me creating the book because i said hey man i need characters because i was trying to figure out a way that i could be effective at delivering this message because i figured it might be a one shot deal these kids might never see me again and then everything i wanted to say I wanted to say stuff that would probably stick in their head, whether they knew about it or not. So, And then that, that's where the concept came from, because there was things, like I was saying earlier, that you, you, you don't know. Somebody tell you something, but you don't know. And then when I was using that part about, you know, you say something about my mama, I hit you. That's, that was a mindset. And it was based on me referencing what I noticed and what I saw. So I learned, like, as I was growing up, you know, we did knucklehead stuff. So what happened is as I was doing a, a lot of my knucklehead stuff was me doing something that I saw somebody else doing, or it was what I thought you should do without processing it. So I was figuring maybe I could say stuff to them. So if they run into a situation, they may hear my voice and they go, oh, you know what? Let me do that instead of doing this. So that was the concept of where the the Gaudier came from. The book came from me trying to come up with a way to reach um, kids and adults, but but young young younger adults to um, learn from things that happen and the decisions that you make. And then so the book is based on a guy named Cranus and Abel, and then you got Compassion. But it's it's Compassion is the um is comp, Compassion is compassion. So Compassion, the word compassion. So she's one of the characters, and then Cranus and Abel are two. A protagonist, antagonist, and what they do is the decisions that they make. They're both equally yoked, so to speak. They're, they have the same abilities, the same minds, but then you see how when they make different decisions, that they turn into different people, and then that's where the journey comes. Wow. From. So they yeah. make
0: different decisions; they turn into different people. Well, what what happened is you see you see their path and who they become. So so Abel is a scientist. Cranus uh, is just
1: a more general, well-rounded, educated person. And then when you see the decisions, it determines what they do in life. So, like a bully, I was using an example of a bully. So we look at a bully, but there's a thing that created that bully: decisions that people in his life made, decisions that the bully himself made, creates a bully environment. And then what happened is there's another, you know, the other person. He's a victim, but then sometimes that victim is victimized as well. Which you each person is a separate thing, but it explains why the bully attacked the kid, because something happened to that bully when he was at home or something happened in his neighborhood that caused them. So then you could see the whole chain of events. So it uses good or bad. And then we kind of like, we determine what's good and what's bad based on perspective. So the interdimensional part is Abel becomes a scientist. The Godier is a special uh, relic or element that allows any habits that you create and enhances them. So the thing mm. is, if you're doing something good, it enhances what you're good at. So, mm. so, you know, so compass yeah. And that, that's what it is. And it turns into this epic where they basically, <laughs> they jump in dimensions and it goes into a whole cosmic uh, aspects of, of what they do. And in the earth, they try to, uh, the universe becomes a, a, as an actual living entity. And it tries to correct some of the stuff because it gets really exciting. i sorry about that whole, Thing,
0: no, but it no, gets yeah. Like nothing to apologize for, you know what it makes me think about when you say the goalie, two things. Well, what what what, what uh, one simple thing it makes me think about is you talk about the goalie, something that accelerates and accentuates what you already are. Like I think like money does that. Like if, if you're an asshole before you got money, you'll be a big asshole when you get money. You know, if you if you're a generous person before you get money, you're gonna be super generous when you get more money. <clears throat> you know, like money is like an accelerator in that way, but then also. Or, or even power, you know, is like that too. You know what I mean? Like you get power to the wrong person, man. They become a like a thunderstorm, a walking tornado, like a Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Um, it, it, but then it's like um, the other thing it made me think about, we talk about how choices play out. I, I remember that movie, The Butterfly Effect, effect with uh, uh, Ashton Kutcher. Anybody else see that? Do you see that movie? Know, yeah, yeah. You got to check it out, man. It's, it's all about this guy that he, every time he makes a different decision, things would kind of change. And then he would he would go back in time and change his decision. But then it would create a whole different reality he didn't expect, you know, <clears throat> and uh and, and uh, you know, it makes uh, in, in a serious tip. I, I remember a time where um, I went to go pick up my daughter and my daughter was uh, she was she was real upset. She was crying. And I was like, why are you crying? And she said that uh, this little boy that my friend used to babysit, he's three years old. He got shot in the head. And I was like, "How does a three-year-old get shot in the head? Right? You know, like, like you know, it just it's crazy that we have these stories out here like that." And basically, there was this dude who was like a little nineteen-year-old wannabe thug, you know, wearing a wife beater, you know, talking, you know, guy got, got into an argument with the, the with the boy's mother, and uh, and he he goes over there and he just starts standing outside the house. He just starts shooting his gun off right into the house, and it, there was like a bunch of kids in the house, like maybe like seven kids. And they were all under like nine years old playing in the house. And the little boy got shot in the brain and he uh, he survived for three days and then he died, you know. And it was just kind of like it made me sad. Like that story made me cry, not just like for the little boy, but it made me cry for the little boy who shot him, you know, because I was like, wait, you know, like when you get my age, like 19 is young, like 19's not an old man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and I was thinking like, man, just a few years ago, this little boy, this 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 so-called thug, you know, what was like a sweet little kid, like everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, like four year olds, three year olds, five year olds, they don't come out wanting to kill people. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like we turn them into killers. Like, you know, so, so I thought about it. I said, so, so that means like every time like the little boy, he, he was probably at a time where he, all he wanted was like a hug. And instead of getting a hug, somebody like spit on him. You know what I mean? Uh, he wanted somebody to look up to instead of getting that, like he got somebody that like treated him like crap. And so that's how you turn a sweet child into this, you know, wannabe gangster who's going to you know bust off a whole clip into a house full of kids. Right. And that's when I really started thinking more about the village, you know, and, uh, and, and, and just how, you know, whether we, you know, when we see kids that are astray and I know you get this, cause I know how you've gotten involved with black kids that, you know, that that were they weren't even yours. You know what I mean? Like you get all these little weak guys that are like, well, if it ain't my kid, I don't care. Well, it's like, no, let me let me help you understand this a little bit better. You know, when those kids are around you and they need your guidance, like whether you act or don't act, there's going to be a consequence. There's going to be a consequence whether you intervene or you don't intervene. If you don't intervene, that kid might grow up and, and become the thug that comes and kills one of your kids or kills somebody else's child, right? If you do intervene, then you're going to get a more positive outcome. So <clears throat> when I heard that story, that was one of the things that made me say, it's my job as a black man. If I really care about black people, I gotta intervene. Like I have no choice. <laughs> you know, if that little kid is six and they they're looking for some encouraging words or they need a meal or what a, a two dollars out of my pocket, I gotta intervene. You know, and uh, and 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 I just really think that if we took more accountability as men, and I want you to speak on this because I know how you're built. You know, I think as men, if we took more accountability for all the outcomes in our community, you know. That, that our community would be better off, you know. You got too many people that are like, "Well, that ain't my kid. I ain't got to worry about it." It's like, "No, nah, man. Like, like they're they're all our kids," you know. Yeah. So can you kind of speak to that? You know, just in, in terms of your experience with that and your perspective on that. Oh, definitely. Um. So, so the first thing is,
1: um, you when you hear people say, you know, well, if they did that to my kid, then I would do this and that. And I'm like, well, why why would you wait till they do it to your kid to do it when you've seen it happen? do exactly what you would do for your kids, for everybody else's kid, cause we're all a family. So I don't, your child is my child for the most part. So what happens is like, that's why, like, like, that's why I appreciate Doc, putting Dr. Voice putting me on to, to say this cause he heard me say it. And, and he said, Hey, listen, I'm gonna have you on. I want you to say this on the show. Cause I want to ha- let my community know that it's important to read and I think you should get on the show. Now, that threw me off, Doc, because I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. He's like, hey. So I said, all right, perfect. Yeah, I'll definitely do it. But I, when you did that, because we were playing, we're playing um, Call of Duty. So like, so there's no special connection other than that we, we were a band of brothers playing Call of Duty. And he decided that this is so important that it'll help the community that I want you to come here and share it. So I just wanted to give a shout out because that's official. That's authentic. And that means you love your community, man. So oh, I definitely want to want to shoot you out for that, because I, I was shocked when you did it. And and I'm here now. So this is this is real. So it's not um him just talking. This brother right here, regardless of what anything, anybody thinks, I don't care what you think. This brother loves you. And I'm going to tell you that for a fact. That's why I'm here. He put me on. And I definitely appreciate you a, a million times for this.
0: Well, um, honor is all mine, and, and everybody watching. By the way, if you want to follow Bernard's Twitch channel, it's right there. He goes by Lord Colossius. He's a real interesting guy to listen to. So, like, you, you go to his Twitch channel; he's always going to have something interesting to tell you about. But go, go ahead, man. I'm, I'll, I'll zip it up. Go ahead, brother.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 just an example. Uh, a story happened to me. Uh, I'll just sum it up quick. Um, there was an incident that happened in my neighborhood, and I, I was, i like, I was in high school, like around just out of high school, and. A friend came one of my friends came and said hey man one of the um people on the the store on the corner they attacked some kids and the police are there and everything so i was like you know what let's go see what's going on so i came me and my friends we came over and then when we looked at the situation they were like yeah they attacked this girl they thought these kids these kids are like eight years old i think eight nine years old so they were talking about that the the one of the guys put a, a cigarette to the little girl because he thought they she stole candy Supposedly spit on the, the the little boy, and I'm like, yo, man, we can't have people setting up shop in our community and then dis- disrespecting our kids. Now remember, we're in a we're in the hood. So how are you? We're gonna be in the hood, and you letting some other people come into our neighborhood? And it was a store in the corner. I can't remember the name, but it was a yeah, I can't remember the name, but it was a store in the corner, um, on Central Avenue. I gotta shoot it out, man. I got because if they still there, we still need to put them on blast. On Central, Avenue First, on Central Ave and 1st Street, I'll, again, if it's not the store, I ain't trying to put you out on blast, but I'm going to just say the people who at that time, which was like about 20 years ago, but the people at that time who did that, you need to be on blast if you're still there. So what happened is, because um, I went and I, I tried to say, hey, listen, well, we got to do something about it. So I went, I started asking the pastors, I said, who are these people? Does anybody know who these kids were? And then one of the pastors out of Newark called me back and he said, hey, listen, I know the pastor that they go to church with. So he said, I could set up a meeting that, you know, me, you and the pastor, we can meet and talk about what we could do. So I said, let's do it. Pastor took me, he actually took me to their house. So I meet the mother. The mother was scared. She's like, oh, I don't want to mess with them. You know, they're dangerous just in regards to people outside the neighborhood. And I was like, well, we, we got your back. I said, don't worry about it. I said, well, we're going to find out what we could do and uh, we'll take it here. I said, you, you're good. And then I told my mom and my mom said, well, what's, what's their last name? And it was Wood last name wood and she goes man those are your cousins they were my cousins so 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 just in the gist of what you were saying i I didn't know who they were right but now nobody stepped up so they would have just and she was scared so they wasn't gonna press charges they weren't gonna do anything and then i find out it's my cousin so when you think it ain't your kid that's happening there you don't know what that situation is you don't know who they are so you it's your obligation to help because next thing you know that was my cousin those are my cousins and I, I didn't have a real relationship with them at the time. So I didn't know who they were. Like, you know how we got family that you just, in the neighborhood, you didn't, I didn't know who they were. So my mom said, no, those are your cousins. So that kid, those two kids happened to be my cousin, man. So fortunately we went to court and then we went through the whole process and then, you know, it didn't work out right. And We had the whole uh, community. Again, we fell apart. The lawyer didn't show up. And then what happened is the the guy that did it, he he, he pleaded that he did it. He, he agreed that he did it, but his lawyer talked to the judge and then boom, it was over. With a fine. And I'm like, how do you get away with a fine abusing kids? And then I even threw flyers out. I made flyers, threw flyers out. And the crazy thing about it is like the store got more business. Like they must not read the flyers that I was saying, shut them down, but the store got more business. But that's why we need to step up. If anything happens, we're all a community. So your Mm. son, your daughter is my son and my daughter. And I want you to treat my daughter the same way. So if we look at each other and we love each other as a family, I think that'll go a long way. But mm. I just wanted to shoot that out. But that that, that plays to what you we were just saying though.
0: I hope that hope, you know everybody, I hope you'll applaud this brother, you know, for being a real man. We need more real men in the community that, that are gonna take a, take responsibility for what's happening in the community. So uh, you know, shout this brother out. Uh, you know, uh you know, go go to his website, whatever you whatever you can do to be supportive. I mean, because these are the real men we gotta support because we got a lot of fake men out here, you know, some of them got big platforms. Uh, but they're little boys, they're little boys with hair on their balls. You know, that's that's it. They just think that they a man because they got hair on their balls, but they but they really ain't got no balls, you know. Uh it, you know, so it's really a big hairy vagina that you're looking at. But you think it's a man because he knows how to act like you know, dress like a man and get tattoos and drink whiskey. But but manhood is deeper than that. Like manhood means stepping up and stepping through, you know, it means looking out for the children, it means protecting the women, it means really coming through. And 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 I, and, and if you want to know what drove me to say. You know, I I I I wasn't I wasn't playing when I play you guys know I, I'll get on there, I was playing Call of Duty. I wasn't looking for people to bring on the podcast, but but as you kept telling these stories, I was like, okay, there's a lot going on here and these are the types of people we should know about. Like a lot of you maybe had a real man. We're lucky enough to have a real man in your household. Maybe you had a real man as a father. You know, maybe you had a real man as a stepfather, I had a real man who was a stepfather, uh, you know, who uh who taught me that 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 rough side of manhood, right? My dad, my dad literally can say he's killed people. He's had to do what he's had to do, uh, but also he showed me the other side of manhood, which came through loving a black woman, uh, really stepping up for us as kids. And I know that I wouldn't have been the man that I am if it wasn't for my father taking that time to say, you know what, I, I can love this kid. You know, he's not my own, but I'm gonna look out for him. You know, and and I and I can tell you that uh, we got to applaud these people that are doing that. Uh, because those are the people that are holding the community together. And a lot of you are also mothers and you may not have had children. Like, so shout out also to the mothers that have never given birth, but you know what a mother is. You know what a mother Some of y'all are better mothers than the women who have, uh, who have actually given birth to a baby. Some, some of y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? And so, so I just really think that this, um, this uh, very feminine uh, movement that's kind of happening where you got these men that are like, well, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't be around a, a woman that got kids with another guy. I think that, that is, uh, that's why our community fails because what happens is that you have the, the first set of weak men that abandon their kids, and then you have the second set of weak men that don't even, even want to come in and step in and support, right? And I know a lot of guys who wouldn't be who they are or where they are today if it wasn't for a football coach that stepped in when your dad wasn't there or a track coach that stepped in when your dad wasn't there. You know, I was a track coach back in the day. And I had to replace a lot of fathers, you know, and I loved it. It was it was like a blessing. And and I think that if you are pro-black, you cannot be anti-black woman. You cannot be anti-black child, uh, because if you are, then that effectively, unfortunately, makes you a white supremacist. Because, you know, we got plenty of people that are anti-black children. They're the ones who wanted to put your kids in prison. So. Uh, so anyway, let, let me ask you this, man. So you're also a, a hip hop artist. He goes by the name of Big Nard. I'm speaking to Bernard Hardy, by the way. And uh you can follow him on Twitch at Lord Colossius, this spell right there. Also, here's his website for his book. Uh, so he's an author, a father, a hip hop artist, and an IT expert. So, so this brother, this brother knows how to do it all. You know, you remind me of that guy. Uh, is it is it RZA? That's the real smart one in uh the Wu-Tang clan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we got another RZA on our hands. All right, so so tell all right, so so I want, I would love to hear a verse. Let, let oh, yeah, them. definitely, definitely. Right, can you give us a verse a cappella? Yeah. All right, yeah, go, go ahead, yeah. go ahead. All, all right, right, all right, all so, right. Just, so, just yeah. come on. let them let them know you're ready. Let them know you hey. want to hear first. Go go ahead, man. All right, y'all, you guys
1: ready? Are y'all guys ready?
0: Yep. All right, let's yep.
1: do this. All right. So, right. so we're we going to do the You want to achieve, you got to believe. You got to believe that you could achieve. Now, can you believe the unbelievable is even achievable? Set your goals. Make them reachable. Never quit till you see it through. Never say you can't because it's reachable. First thing to do is create a to-do list. Now, whether you knew this or already do this, you still need to do it on paper, tablet, phones, or computers. Bad habits, the rule the rule of bad habits that break with commitment, persistence, and practice. When put into practice, success is practically automatic. When continuous self-improvement process becomes that having what you visualize you will realize that is limitless way beyond the skies. focus your eyes on the prize till you materialize everything you think and believe and magnetize so release stress and negativity and realize that the energy inside is positivity and will energize and create a vibe that radiates everything around you until your dreams come alive yeah, you gotta, you gotta right. give me one more. You gotta give me one All more. Right. You gotta give me one more. One more. One oh, more. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just figured I wanted to change it. I wanted to do this other. <laughs> All right. So this one's a little different, but like, but hey, so it's um everything A-T-E. I grab a mic step on stage, then I demonstrate. Rapazimate. Now i Now remember this this is um this is like 30 years old. That's why I wanted to do it. I grab a mic step on stage, I grab on voice. Show, walking and show, step or stage, then I demonstrate. Rappers imitate what I generate for the whole generation to appreciate. That initiates me to detonate. You'll disintegrate, then I'll incinerate. You and in the crew should be guided straight. Up sis too late, you met your fate. But you might be lucky because the way you operate makes it real easy for me to reincarnate with the live rhymes that we animate. Now, if I bring it back, drop that paper, mate call it checkmate because you took the bait. So there's no need to debate because you should have known the great would orchestrate to put you in this situation, son. I knew you would dictate cause you're a primate mere paperweight and I'm a heavyweight who wouldn't hesitate to decapitate and terminate any can see that wanted to duplicate see what they try to do is quickly penetrate but the mind state accelerate and escalate straight to the top eight at eight spread from state to state so they hate that they can't replicate so the whole form frustrates so they're left to defecate and I won't exaggerate MCs and from what I do, <laughs> and try to incorporate Rape, but they all fell because my format complicates, making it hard for the rap to concentrate. But if they want trouble, yo, I tell you it could wait because I'm quick to go to war like a weight. Drop a small bomb just to scare them let them retaliate then give them time to recuperate because next time i'ma let the rhyme radiate shums in the death till they dissipate evaporate and obliterate my style devastates because i'm the dominant so don't associate or affiliate just separate me from the ones you overrate who really underrate when put against me the ultimate mc i just wanted to do that one that's just a little different
0: hey you still there? Wow, wow. Yeah, right. man. I, I was for that listening, man. I um yeah, you know, I, I I'm like out of breath. That was <laughs> that was a verse, man. Yeah, so everybody anyway, <laughs> give uh, Big Nard a, a round of applause for that. Uh and actually uh this this is this your album, Unbelievable.
1: I, I yeah, yeah, unbelievable, yeah. Unbelievable is the um it's a single. I'm putting the, I'm putting the, the, the album together. Uh that's the single, but you can check me out on any um Big Nard Bernard, um, Spotify, all of the different uh platforms out there. Uh, album will be coming soon uh but i just very wanted to yeah i appreciate that
0: yeah yeah very nice man very nice yeah there, there it is on the screen uh if anybody wants to go look it up uh yeah, so i found unbelievable and if you look up big nar b-i-g-n-a-r-d b-i-g-n-a-r-d uh then uh uh you can find everything that bernard is doing and uh so this is the the new notorious b-i-g and uh, and he's uh, and he's got he's on a mission and he's on a mission for the black community. He's 100 percent B1. And in general, uh, you guys might see me talk, you know, shouting out different artists periodically uh, because I personally believe we need to uh, really go out of our way to support the artists that are B1 to put the black community first, uh, that, that really want our children to do well. Uh, they want to walk away from the ignorance and walk, walk towards something that's powerful, you know, walk toward a real power. And so uh, that's why I respect you, man. And I think it's great. So uh, thank you for hanging out with us, brother. I appreciate it.
1: Hey, listen, man, I appreciate you, honor you. And um, thank you for the platform. man. I appreciate you.
0: All right. Same here, man. Same here. So everybody give uh, a, a, uh, a, a round of digital applause to uh, Bernard Hardy, AKA big Nard. If you want to learn more about his, uh, his book. Uh, now, when's that book coming out? Uh, Godier, G-O-T-I-H-E. When, when's that coming out?
1: Yeah. So it's still a little little bit away, probably in a couple months, it'll be coming out, but you can go to the website. I'm putting out like little mini stories. Um, mm-hmm. Every couple of weeks, we'll be putting out a little mini story. Uh, so okay. you, can follow the, you can follow it up to the lead of the book.
0: Oh, okay. So you're going to put the mini stories out on the website Correct. on gotier.com so people can actually go download the stories as you're preparing the book.
1: Correct. You can read the stories. There's a blog that I'm doing. So I got a couple part series and I'm going to be actually putting parts of the story in the blog so you can actually read up on it. Like every couple of weeks, we'll throw out a, a section and it just it follows along for a story. So this one is about Compassion, um, two sides of the mountain. And it's basically the difficulty of actually achieving something. And also when people see that you have the success, what it looks like from that perspective. Um, so That's why I'm saying the two sides of the mountain. It's rough getting there they see somebody sliding down or, or like you know skiing or whatever they go oh man look like they're having fun but when you look at what it took them to get there then you realize that it was a a, a tough road but people want the part where they're at the top coming down as opposed to mm. the part of what she did to get up to that top of that mountain mm. so that's what that, that's what this series is um starting and actually i think to uh, yesterday yeah so it's good the stories out there yesterday read it on the blog let me know what you think uh feedback love feedback and, um, but I definitely uh, appreciate it, and definitely look forward to everybody meeting everybody
0: all right, all right, all right, well, uh, thank you guys for hanging out. This was really a lot of fun, and uh also, uh, you know, don't forget this is a platform for intelligent black people, so uh, you know, if you're not black and intelligent, then you this probably ain't the place for you, uh, but everybody that wants to build the future wants to see the community prosper. Uh, This is a place where I'm going to actually feature a lot of great people like like Bernard. We've been doing this for a while, and I hope you will take the proactive step of going to support uh, some of the projects he's got going on, uh, because uh, ignorance, it may appear that ignorance is winning, but that's only temporary. At some point, intelligent black people will be building the future. So uh, everybody, take care. Hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet, and uh, we will see you guys soon. So take care. I'll talk to you soon. Be good. You got it. Thanks. All right. Thank you.